When you start investing in stocks, you seek investment advice. When you seek investment advice, you go to the Internet. When you go to the Internet, you start believing all the wacky correlations spouted by armchair analysts. Sell, 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 sell. When you start believing those wacky correlations, you start buying and selling stocks based on butter production in Bangladesh. When you start buying and selling stocks based on butter production in Bangladesh, you offend your lactose intolerant girlfriend, who in turn moves out. When your girlfriend moves out, you can't afford rent on your own because all your money is tied up in the stock market. When you can't afford rent on your own, you become homeless and alone. Thank you. Don't become homeless and alone. Get rid of financial advice from armchair analysts and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. We're back. Troy Harmon here with Jacob Keene. Nick and Tanucci, what did you think? Of uh, I thought I was going to do the, the, the forgetful <laughs> play. Uh, come on, man. Give me a little credit. Well, I thought you'd play into it, Vic. And uh, uh, Joe, the other guy. Joe Bob. <laughs> yeah, no. Not this time. So, guys, we got a situation here this week. Um, you know, it's often bandied about, uh, you know, Apple just reported uh, their earnings said that they're going to buy back $100 billion in shares from investors. Now, this has, been, this has been a move that a lot of folks have made over the last seven, eight years. Uh, you know, a lot of companies have made this. Um, and it brings up quite a few questions. Uh, from a financial theory point of view, any monies given back to investors, whether it be through a dividend or through share buybacks, is generally considered a plus. Uh, you know, when you have dividends, U.S. companies at least, are held to this standard where dividends can't be cut or it affects negatively affects the share price of the stock. Sure. But if they just buy back shares, they're buying, you know, they're paying cash to current shareholders, getting the, getting the uh, stock back, put it into their treasury, so to speak. It lowers the, uh, the number of, uh, shares outstanding. Shares, yeah, within the company. So, uh, it if you think it think through this in uh, kind of the mind of a CFO, a chief financial officer, most of these guys uh, would prefer to do that. Yeah, because it gives you flexibility as opposed to committing to a dividend too. Well, not right. only that, I mean, it's an easy investment, right? Uh, yeah. it, what you wind up with is, say, you have a million shares outstanding. You buy, uh, you use. $50,000, say you had a million shares outstanding and you make a million dollars in earnings a year. You take the earnings, you divide it by the number of shares, you made $1 per share, right? Even next year, if you make a million dollars, no gain, and you've bought back 50,000 shares. Makes it look like your earnings per share. It, you, it did. Exactly. Grow. It did in an earnings per share. But in total earnings, it did not. No, absolutely not. So you can see it, it kind of lowers the bar for them. Uh, they can they can look as if they're really winning. Uh, they're giving money back to shareholders. They're lowering the share count. Um, some companies actually buy back shares because because uh, it, it keeps their shares outstanding steady. You know, if you've got right. uh, if you've got share, uh, you a lot of companies will will as part of the benefits package to employees, they'll give them shares of the company's stock. Sure. 
So in order to, to keep flat, they will have to buy some back. But that's not what's going on here. I think some people get concerned, especially when you see a company like Apple, who instead of um, possibly increasing R&D or acquiring someone where there are concerns of growth stagnating or slowing, right? Yeah. You, you have the fears that, hey, why are, they, why are they using their cash in this way instead of going out and acquiring growth right. or well, investing in that in that next product cycle, whatever it may be? Yeah, um, so it, you're absolutely right, Nick. One of the other pieces of that financial theory I was talking about, usually when you have a company that has for long periods of time shown as, uh, as a good growth engine, um, when these companies start losing new ways to invest their money at the same growth rate, they'll start saying, you know, we got all this cash on hand. Why don't we give some back to the investor? As soon as they do that, then they start, especially in the information technology sector, they start being viewed as a company that no longer has these growth uh, aspirations or abilities. So prices on their shares start falling as well. Right. So, uh, well, that didn't actually happen with Apple. It it was viewed quite favorably, the report as a whole. I think the stock was up nearly 5% yesterday on a down day in the market. Exactly. So, you know, honestly, it's the market understands these sorts of theories. It's good that uh, individual investors would understand as well. it's it's a vote of confidence by management, generally speaking, that, you know, hey, we feel like our stock's undervalued. Um, If you are seeing them, you know, follow through with the buybacks and, in a given quarter, let's say Apple spends $250 million on buybacks. I mean, that's a, a vote of confidence that, hey, our stock value, in our opinions, uh, un- underpriced, and they know better than anybody, you know, what's in the pipeline. Yeah. Well, now, if you're if you're dealing with a, a company that does have good growth prospects, though, wouldn't you rather, you still would sure. rather see them spend money on right. research and development, Absolutely. spend money on innovation. And let's face it, guys, you know, just from a basic economics point of view, this is not economic growth when you see companies out there buying their shares back. It's not. Yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of view it as the invest. It's going to send the stock price higher more than likely, right? Sure. Which to makes some degree. investors more wealthy. But, I mean, and then in theory, you know, uh, a wealthier person is going to go out and consume more probably. Yeah. Um, but it's still but just it, a distribution of is. known wealth. It's not a growth in that wealth. And, right. And the growth in the wealth actually would come from from more innovation, more research and development spending, assuming that their research and development actually uh, does benefit uh, the company and its investors as a whole, you know, with, uh, with some sort of methodology to to make the company more profit that's such a huge number too though 100 billion dollars that's like 11 percent of apple's market cap as of today that's and and a company that is that huge largest is they're larger than amazon right they are yeah they're the largest largest company in the s&p 500 largest company buying back 11 percent yeah i think i think we i think in the last segment we kind of painted a somewhat positive picture of buybacks overall of course they're tax efficient for the investors it gives them a little bit of versatility and being able to rein in those buybacks but i think overall um it's just right now it's kind of representative of kind of like the financialization of corporate america we have seen companies that have in fact raised debt just to buy back their stocks Mm -hmm. yeah and I, I think, uh, yes, there is there is the argument you can make that it is a vote of confidence from management, but you also have to consider the counter argument. It's, it's almost management saying, 
We don't know what to do with this money. Yeah. We cannot mm, allocate this money. I agree. There, I, I would much rather see management do other things with their capital yeah, than, and than th- buyback shares. Create innovative ideas. Yeah. And right. I think some of it comes from this um, short-termism uh, that we've seen. You know, as Wall Street has gotten more sure. involved in corporate governance and the way these companies work, as you've seen the compensation packages for CEOs being more near-term driven, hitting certain uh, price targets for sure. stocks. If you think about uh, a manager that does sit on a cash hoard for a couple years, some of these Wall Street analysts are, are going to be putting the screws on them saying, when are you going to put this cash to work? Whereas yeah. patience may pay off. I mean, if you look at if you look at 2007, we had S&P buybacks of $650 billion. We have yet to see that number again. You fast forward to 2009, you have buybacks at $100 billion. Yeah, in a down market. When I mean, if you're going to be buying back shares, and this is one of the other big arguments, right? When do you buy back shares? You buy back shares if you're doing it for the benefit of the investor when the shares look cheap. That's one of the other signals that management sends to individual investors. Um, I mean, we're not crazy high, crazy far from, from all-time highs in the markets, though. I mean, yeah. we're down probably what from the high, what, 15? Uh, yeah, 12, we're right at we're right 15, at ten percent. Yeah, a little okay. better than ten. So, you're still continuing to deploy this capital and buy back your shares when the market overall is still within ten percent of an all-time high. Like sure. you talk about being, you know, opportunistic with the timing of it. And yeah. Just, well, I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, is it, and you know, there are some analysts out there that try to hold management's feet to the fire, showing them where, okay, back in whatever the date was, in 07, Jacob, you mentioned, uh, in 07, you bought back shares at X price. By 2009, the price that you had paid was maybe double. I mean, the market got cut in half in 2008 and 9, right? right? Early 9. It's destructive of capital. It is. And, you know, when you have management acting in that way, if it is, you know, a set policy, in my opinion, you're right. I mean, management should be held accountable and for you, their actions. You can pair that to how Warren Buffett runs Berkshire. Yeah, well, he won't he's even pay a, a dividend, He's right? on a $100 billion cash hoard, over a $100 billion cash hoard right now because he's waiting for the, the right time. opportunistic. And if you had waited '09 and not spent all that money on well, buybacks, you could have acquired companies on the cheap. If we look at today... The, the yield on buybacks is actually higher than the dividend yield on the S&P 500. Buyback yields at two, r- roughly 2.3%. Yeah. And if you look at that as if you add dividends and buybacks together as a percentage of operating earnings right now, running at about 87%. If you go back to 2016, we were actually over 100% at one point where wow. we were distributing more than, <laughs> more the, company's more than made. the actual operating earnings. Wow. Yeah, and operating earnings are always higher than, you know, it doesn't have all the expenses taken out, right? Right. I think I think there's this hopefulness that with the, the tax pack package and, and companies bringing more cash back into the states that maybe there there would be more M&A activity or that companies would start to invest more. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I just I, – I don't think that that has come to fruition, nor do I believe that that will. And, and we talked about this before. The the conditions have never been money's been easy. Right, that's it's true. Not, you yeah, weren't cheap. you weren't yeah. hurting for cash to be able to acquire these companies, affordable financing. It was there. So having this cash now is not going to incentivize you anymore to go out right. and, and purchase 
uh, you know, a, a company right now. I feel like the hope is that you can stir up those CapEx type animal spirits, but we haven't seen it because no. I feel like the argument that the companies make is there aren't those, there isn't that growth opportunity set. We'll just give you the money back. But I feel like it tends to be kind of self-fulfilling and that if these companies are, are, are both customers and sellers to each other, sure. if everyone's thinking the same way and you right. don't get that momentum running, then it just ends up kind of feeding on itself. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the the one thing, and I know a lot of folks kind of demonize, if you will, uh, activist investors, but quite often when you see a big cash hoard where nobody's touched it for a while, you will have an activist investor come in and uh, try to force the company uh, to spend that cash in some way or give it back to uh, investors in the form of a dividend or buyback shares. Uh, I, I guess in, in a lot of ways, they're kind of an, I mean, if you want to consider them an evil, I don't. Uh, they would be, in my opinion, a necessary evil. Somebody that actually does hold shareholder um, uh, efforts and interests in their in a better interest quite often than management does. Right, right. Um, so it's not just the analysts you have to just, consider. I think one more thing, Troy, just to understand the scope of what has happened through buybacks, S&P 500 isn't as large as a decrease in the divisor, but if you look at, let's say, the mid-cap 400. Sure. In, in 1998, the divisor, basically think of it as shares in a sense on an index, was over 2,500. Today, it's at roughly 1,000. So you've seen, what would that be? Roughly a 60% de- decrease in the float. Yeah, wow. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but uh, we're going to take a real quick break right here. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products. 